And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. I told y'all. Double whammy. If you checked out the flagrant two, you saw this gentleman there. A huge, huge, huge supporter of the brand myself. Talks about me more than I would like sometimes about stuff, about Murph. All you got to do is ask me, Murph, you were here. Did I get my invitation? Well, yes, you got an invitation to this dope platform. Huge guru, I believe, in football. Knows a lot about the game. Knows a lot about sports. Family man, entrepreneur. So when that rocks with me, like I said, world, help me welcome. I like to call I like to call him the founder, president of Talker Brothers Network, Talker Brothers Podcast with Smash and the other affiliates. I let him describe. Go D. Welcome, welcome to Why Not Sports. What's up, man? What's up on this glorious Sunday? Glorious, glorious. Won't he do it? Man, I'm doing good, man. Yes, he can. Yes, he will. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, you already know I had... Um, it's been one of the most busiest weeks I've had to date. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give a little bit, and that's not for you to add to it. <clears throat> but if you want to, you know you're more than welcome to. <laughs> Obviously, last week, I was in Tulsa for three days for the Miss USA pageant. So for those who listens to this, check out my Instagram. I was fortunate and blessed to go there live and in person to support my cousin, Miss Indiana, which was a dope guest on the flagrant two. But she did her thing, man. It was obviously 51 other participants. And she did not win at all, but the experience, the connections, and just being able to prepare her next level in life with that exposure and opportunity, man, is great. So I'm truly happy for her. Linked up with Miss uh, USA personally, chopped it with her for a few minutes, man. That was real dope. Jaru, and the list goes on and on, man, for some of the heavy hitters that was in the building. And then I had to come back to work, give them back to life, man, back to reality. D, <laughs> when I tell you I, I love Tulsa on a natural high, and I go back to work, I'm like, yeah, this. Uh, and then we talked about it offline. It's definitely time yeah, to be doing what I love to do consistently and more of a full time status. But overall, man, I'm back dropping this heat. So for those out there like Murph, we were wondering when we when he's gonna give us some of this content. I said, you know what, I got you. Like uh, Mr. Brown said, this glorious Sunday, I'm putting football aside. I've even put his episode on a flagrant too. A few days, you know, I push it a few days back so he can't have a double feature. And 
Thank you. Yeah, man. Well deserved. Well deserved. As I was looking through. <laughs> All right, well, I got to tell on myself. <laughs> it was late. It was late. It was late. So I left work on a Saturday. Late. Late, late, and I was just like, you know what? Who all has had double features where it was basically back to back, flagrant two and why not sports? I was like, huh? I said, I don't think Go D. If he has, it's been years. So I said, you know what, dog? I, I, I believe you deserve it. I know you deserve it. Is it cool with you at midnight? It was late, y'all. I said, if he get the text, cool. If he don't, that's all good. Cause I still got some dope I got Pops Love you Pops 4 Ready to come out For the world I have a dope College football I mean excuse me College basketball coach Talking mental health So I had Some things that I could share With you But I was like You know what Go D Let me, let me see what's up And here we are today Now I'm gonna let him Tell on himself If he wants to <laughs> However When it comes to My usual suspects Mr. Brown, I know this is a long-winded answer to your question. Mr. Brown, Mr. Go D, Go D, Go. He's part of the usual suspects. And for those who don't know what that means, usual suspects are people that no matter who you call, what time you call, whenever, whatever, however, they typically respond back in a timely fashion. And Mr. Brown... Thank you, brother. You are one of those guys to help me in this game for more than five years. Multi-award winning. So all of the success that I have had and will continue to have, I want to make sure this is on record that you have been a supporter for years. And here we are today to where I can say, man, thank you for just being yourself, man, and and rocking with me during these uh, years of growth and doubts and Breaks and falling asleep during recording. Like, we got stories. I could tell on myself again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It was, it was, uh, some, some text messages you get, you like, you know what? I'll get them back tomorrow. Morning. Yeah. You know, if I hit you, you'll hit me right back. I, you yeah. hit me vice versa. Yeah. So I was up working. And so you text come through. I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. And I was at midnight, so I already knew you had to get off work. You know what I'm saying? You ain't just arbitrarily texting nobody at two o'clock in the morning, Fact. at twelve o'clock in the morning. Fact. So I'm up working. I was like, you know, if I continue doing this, I was actually working. So if I continue doing this to about four, because we don't sleep, so that that's it's a love for this game. Yeah. And so I said, I'm gonna continue doing this to about four, and I'm gonna lay down. And he said about eight thirty. I was like, yep. okay, cool. I give me about four good hours, and so. Like nah, four eight o'clock came. So I didn't respond to like what nine thirty, <laughs> <laughs> and I had the phone sitting right next to me, so I can be like okay. So when he does call, he's gonna be my alarm clock, and I said alarm clock and miss both. And then I text him back about nine thirty and say, oh man, my my apologies, I was sleep. Yeah, and that was like texting in my sleep because I turned, <laughs> I put the phone down and went right back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> when I finally did get up and get my stuff together, it's like eleven thirty. You know huh. what I mean? So we was like, you know what? I was like, let's do this because let's do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like a good dope idea. And then I was like, we you know, we both love football. So it's like, yes. okay, we're gonna put our football on hold. Although I had to get my fancy lineup together before. Okay. You know? 
And so I was like, okay, let's do this. So this is where we are, man. It's, it's funny because you don't, we, I'm not trying to let you down. You ain't trying to let me down. You know Facts. what I'm saying? So we gonna, we always going to make it happen. Yes, sir. So, so I just want to tell that one listener, though, D, like what you just said, and I got some usual suspects, and I'm mm-hmm. sure if time will tell more of them. But in this particular case, I have to make sure people understood that we went back and forth with our communication. Yes, it was short notice. But like you said, this is years of collaboration. This is knowing each other outside of podcasting. We've kicked it. Like we yep. talked about on the flagrant too. We went to the to the football game. Yep. We kicked it. I needed to go out. I had a long ain't no tell a long month. And you hit me up like out of the blue. And I said, Yeah, just give me like an hour or something like that. And it was short notice. And I usually don't do nothing short notice. But it came through, man. So yeah, here we are. Mm-hmm. Football talk, though, man. It, we we, we got to talk about your LSU Tigers right off the rip. Brand new coach. Um, word was saying, why are these coaches leaving when it's not the official end of the season and not coaching their respective, well, previous respective teams in their bowl games and just begin prepared for their new team? The dynamic of it has all has changed. Okay, and, and and so with the the inception of the early signing period, yeah, which is December fifteenth, and the late signing period, the normal signing period, which is in February, February tenth, something like that. Okay, um, it's imperative that these coaches, if that's where they want to be for the following season, it's, it's imperative that they get in there mm. and start recruiting. And try to build on what was left or build on what they need going into the following season. Okay. And so again, like shout out to my boy BTG, player empowerment. He's always screaming, player empowerment. Uh, this is it's a two-way street. And so coaches, you know, players can hit the portal and coaches can 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 skedaddle when they want when they're ready to go. Yeah. And so um, I understand why they're doing it. Um, you, you look at speaking of my team, Go Tigers. We having a, a bad, a bad two years, um, thanks to COVID and, and thanks to mismanagement of the team. But um, Brian Kelly decided to leave Notre Dame at the height of having one of the best seasons in college football. Right, they're Facts. eleven and one right now, and um, we know that out at this recording, we know they didn't make the they make the. Uh, the playoffs, but had the cards fell right, that eleven and one Notre Dame team could have been in there. So for people who are like, "Wow, why would he leave?" Right. And he has a chance to make a a January one bowl, you know, and he has a chance to play the playoffs. But I understand. Um, I was lukewarm on his hire. I was like really lukewarm on his hire because okay. you know I'm not the greatest Notre Dame fan. <laughs> um. I just think that they get to pick and choose how they move around in college football, where everybody yeah. else has to play the game how the game is how the game is goes. But yeah. uh, after just listening to people talk and looking at his resume, coming from Grand Valley State to Central Michigan to Cincinnati to Notre Dame, and realizing, wait a minute, bro, this dude has won on every level, like. Yeah. Every single one, 
And then you put the press conference on top of that and understand his thinking of why he took this job and why he bolted as fast as he bolted was because he wants to win a national championship. He wants to have the resources, the Uber resources that uh, LSU, Alabama, you know, these type of programs can afford a coach to be successful. Um, he wanted to do that. And, and that was just like immediately. Now, will he do it? I don't know. But here's a caveat. Every coach for the last 20 years that has took the head coach job at LSU has won a national championship. There it Part is. Of that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so the the writing is on the wall for him to know that I can be successful there. The writing on the wall that he is successful and it's like it's a good marriage. It's yeah. a real good marriage. And I and I it's just a matter of him uh getting down here and ingratiating himself with the fans and the and the recruits because this is per capita Louisiana is is number one per capita um for college players. They're the only flagship school. Um it's Notre Dame. You from the Midwest. You from yeah. Indiana. You know the gloomy Notre Dame, the high academic standards. Yeah. You know, so he doesn't have to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? So it's, a, it's more when he checked the boxes of why I should and why I shouldn't, there were more why I should sure. than why I shouldn't. You know, yeah. and so it makes sense. So I'm 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 always skeptical of a coach coming into this who doesn't really this is not really his footprint, but he is a national recruiter. Notre Dame has to recruit nationally. So he knows the area. He's had he has got some players from Louisiana uh that fit his mold and, and he, that he recruited. So he knows the general area of, of Louisiana. So I'm 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 good with it, man. I I want some consistency with the program. I I'm just happy. As much as I love O, I, I thank him for all that he did for the program. It okay. was a lightning in the bottle in 2019, one of the greatest seasons to ever happen. Um, but then, you know how it says, when you get money and you get stardom, your true color show. Yes, and sir. His, his true color show. So, um, it's looking up for LSU. It's looking up for LSU. Okay. And I, I'm glad that they were able to, on the kids, with a lot of injuries, a lot of hit the transfer portal, a lot of kids saying that they are aren't injured, and you know they stepping away because they draft stock, they want to up their draft stock. They still was able to put the youngins, put the pups on the field, and they still competed. You know, it went down the stretch and, and won the, you know, the last three beat beat A and M. You know, and uh, they were at the time they were on a, a big high. So the future's bright for my Tigers, man. It's just it's just ugly at at the current moment. So, huh. But as far as salaries now, we talked about salaries, right? Yes. This is crazy. Now, you look at Mel Tucker, Ooh. Michigan State. Yes, sir. $9.5 million a year. Come on. Did he deserve it? Who knows? I but got some Spartan fans like Murph, who's this go D person? I need his I need his information. Hey, but let me explain. Let me explain, right? So, Nick Saban came from Michigan State to LSU and went on to win a national championship to go on to Alabama, where he sucked at Miami, going to Alabama, and now he's the winningest coach in all of college football, right? Yeah. I think it was a little bit of that, of 
we're not gonna make this mistake again. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna we're not gonna let a good coach leave us. Let's pony up. So I get it, you know, you you but but his resume doesn't scream nine point five million dollars. The Spartan Nation, they you know, all of Lansing and, and everybody else that supports Michigan State, they can't deny that fact. You know, it, it's it's a calculated gamble and they hope that they win off. And I and I hope he is, man. Shouts out to Mel Tucker because he's the the highest paid black coach ever in college football. And I just don't want him to be the highest paid black coach to get fired because he couldn't meet the standards. And and it's a it's a pressure cooker, but I'm I'm happy for Mel. But you see, it's out of control, man. These coaches with these co- colleges are giving these coaches out of control. You got Lincoln Riley going to USC. The the man gets a jet. A, a mansion they bought his house from they bought his house in in, in norman two yeah. of them that one two oh, of them right? it was two two five hundred thousand dollars over the asking price it's crazy they give him a house to, to live in plus a 9.5 million dollar salary to boot um i think he has the most pressure of them all I think he has the most pressure of them all. So, so. but all yeah, of but the three, I think, not because it's my team, I think uh, Kelly deserves it because he has a resume that shows why he should be earning that type of money. Although it's, it's absurd, nine point five million dollars, but if you if that's the standard, then I I can see where he's deserving of it. On top of Coach Chip Kelly, six figure bonuses, two cars. A $1.2 million house And Like you said other perks That's a lot It's a lot And guess what Then you didn't even speak of You might have said it uh, The $1.5 million interest free loan To buy a house in a certain radius Of the campus Interest free absurd man okay well, so we're on the same page yeah yeah and you know you know both college former athletes you know yes. you know how you know both of our stands yes we're going to advocate for these kids to get paid like if Absolutely. he can get that if i gotta risk my life and limb to afford you these amenities then i should be afforded the same absolutely same stuff you know and Facts. so we and, I, and for for those that are listening, we we did a episode with uh, Lori L. Martin, uh, African American professor, African American studies from LSU, and she's big into the uh, the sports community as far as what does this NIL look like. She was on the the committee to to create the policies and procedures for LSU. And one thing that that stood out to me is that this is this is just a sponsorship package. This is not mm. a pay for play package, which that should be a pay for play package. Like it should be if that if that team brung in a hundred million, twenty five, forty million of that should be allocated to the players, cut the check. Right? But this is just a sponsorship where you can go out and get you some sponsorships and everybody doesn't get sponsorships, right? Um, I know guys that played in the NFL and they said, I never, I played 
eight, nine years in the NFL, and I've never got a car, but the quarterback did. I never got checks cut, but the quarterback did, or the high whole pride profile player did. This is just uh, just to appease the masses, to quiet down the the, the noise mm-hmm. with this NIL stuff. So, yeah, it's crazy out there, man. <clears throat> uh, Marcus, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame head coach. Congrats. Yeah, he got a nice amount as well. Shout what was out his to figure? Him. I didn't even see his figure. Uh, do 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 do. Those daggone follow-up questions, huh? No, that's good. That's good. I'm on top of it, big dog. <laughs> so, let's see. All right. He's the 30th head coach at Notre Dame. Let's see. That's what I'm looking for right there. Just 2.5. 2.5? Yep. That's it? Yeah, four year at 2.5 million per season. That's a steal. Yeah. That's a steal. On the flip side, that's a lot of pressure, too. If I was Mr. Freeman, in this case, Coach Freeman, and Notre yeah, Dame, sh- like you just said. He should be at like at 5.5. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? If nine, if 9.5 is a going rate for the top, Freeman is like he's Mid. Up in the middle. He, he's a yep. middle. Yep. You know. So we on the same page. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But you know, he'll if he wins, he'll he'll get it. Yeah. If he, yeah. if he loses, he's still one of the top top defensive coordinator, defensive minds in the game. So in he'll, the game, absolutely. He'll, so he'll bounce win. back. So yeah. yes, sir. Facts. Facts on facts. Soon as, on facts. Soon as Kelly took the job, that was the first phone call he made. Mm-hmm. To tell you how good of this dude, how good this dude is, and speaking yep. to people in the area that that in the know that he he has he was always Indiana praising Freeman of of how great of a coach he is and how much of an impact he had on the program. And that's good that Coach Kelly did that because mm-hmm. you you know on the flip side some of these guys don't want to give you credit or the recognition that you deserve. Especially with their success, like you said, the quarterback gets the car, but the wide receiver don't get nothing, or the running yeah. back don't get nothing. It's like, but dog, I'm making the quarterback look good. Say it again. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Same thing with the, you know, head coach and his coordinators or assistants. Yes, yeah. sir. It's a trend. It's a trend going, and I want to see that trend continue. You know, you got a deep, a black deep, a coordinator propelling to a major head coaching job. You got. Mel Tucker getting a a major bag, you know. So that that it's a trend going. Can we keep yeah. continue this trend? And uh, you know, because it doesn't. The reflection of the leadership is it doesn't look like us. So yeah, it's good to see that that glimmer shine a little bit. And so yes, we sir. hope that we can continue giving these guys a shot. And that's and that's why I'm pulling for Mel. Don't get me wrong, Michigan State fans, huh. I'm pulling for Mel 100. percent Don't get don't get it twisted. And I'm pulling, oh, G over Ballers Union. I'm going to say something uh, that I think I'm pulling for Freeman to be successful, but not against my Tigers. How about that? There it is. There it is. You heard <laughs> Mr. Brown, Mr. Go D. He said what he said. G.O. Ballers Union. What up, brother? I want to stay on the topic of Midwest football. Michigan. Jim 
Harbaugh. Finally. Finally. Cap your pants. I was talking to Deshaun, honorary member of Why Not Sports. He was telling me how the community has been super patient with him. The owners have been super patient with the coach. And I said, dude, how long will it take until they decide to go separate ways? And this was before the season started, obviously. He said, man, they, he probably got about two more years left. That was before, you know, the, what we knew what was going to happen. Now that he's mm-hmm. obviously uh, about to be, like you said, playing in January, and he stays at this trend. Do you see him retiring as the Michigan head coach? No. Mm. No. And and I say that only because this is a what have you done for me lately sport. And and, and especially at a Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, LSU, uh, USC, Florida. You know those type of universities. You you got to succeed, and then gotcha. they have one of the biggest rivalries in all of college football with Ohio State, and that's what saved them. Not necessarily, not necessarily making the playoffs because the season that he had is a byproduct of that, because that could all went away right if he lost to Ohio State, okay. and they had been what on a, a ten zero and ten streak at that time for him to beat them, and so if he goes out. Um, sorry, Michigan fans. If you have to play either Georgia or Alabama coming out the door, which I think it's their number two, and Alabama's number one, Cincinnati's four, and Georgia three. So one plays four and two plays three. So they have to play Georgia out the door. And I don't think that's going to end well for them. And if it's a blowout, it's not competitive. Then his his left foot gets back in that in that on that hot seat, okay. And going into the next season, if he loses to Ohio State, his right foot goes back on that high. His whole body gets back on that hot seat, and then he's on the same thing again, okay. Right. So he has to be actually always beating Ohio State and always be in that contention. Like he has to make the conference championship with with Harbaugh has to make the conference championship every year or be in contention for it for him to. To not do it, it's, it's too big of a pressure cooker, man. Michigan is too big of a job, too big of a pressure cooker, um, for them to not say that he's comfortable. Right? He would have. To, I mean, you look at it. Coach O won the national championship in 2019, and the hot seat was forever, so ever. And and I think they're about the same as Harbaugh's a more brilliant, a brilliant of a coach. Can't believe I'm saying that, but. Um, he's more organized, a little bit more organized than he is. But they're they're not far apart from each other as far as being able to to get the team to consistently win the way they do. And that's one of his problems that they don't consistently win it like they're supposed to. Yeah. Cincinnati game changer. Wow. When you said that, no one. Well, I won't say that. Majority of us did not think Cincinnati will be in contention or talks amongst the steady elite 
programs. What do you think with your ex- uh, with your experience and knowledge? Where does Cincinnati go from here? Cincinnati is going to get thumped early and often in this game. They deserve it. Don't get me wrong. Okay. They deserve it. They 12 and 0 only undefeated team in the top 4. So they deserve it. But we know you can't go into a horse race as a quarter horse and you running against some thoroughbreds. You know, that's a whole different type of race. You quarter horse got a race against quarter horses. You know what I'm saying? The elite of but talent. Just, Absolutely. That's, right. And so he has to try to put on a good a, a good show, a, 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 a great show in order to save face a little bit because they, you know, I don't care what nobody say, they don't deserve to be there. They don't, I'm mm. not slow. Let me take that back. Let me reword that. They shouldn't be there. I'm not going to say they don't deserve it because they, they earned that. They shouldn't be there because it's not the outcome of those two, th- those three teams are, if they had to play each one of them all season long, I think they would lose all three. They would lose all three. But Fickle is a really great coach. I think at the time, if Fickle, if Fickle had not been in contention for the playoffs, he would have been Notre Dame's coach. He would have been Notre Dame's coach. So that, yep. t- that tells you how good of a coach he is. Um, for the USC job, his name was flirted. LSU job, his name was flirted. For all the big jobs. So as a coach, he's there. And I think that they see their program, where their program is. And I think that they're going to, if Fickle stays there, then and not use it as a as a springboard to a better job, then I think they can build that program up to be able to consistently win on a consistent basis to be able to contend and and slide in there. It's just it's just an off season. Let's un, let's understand this. Had if there were more one loss Power Five teams, Cincinnati would have got in there. Facts. Okay, they would have got in there. So you think about Oklahoma State and and Baylor. If they were both one loss teams. And and Baylor won the conference championship with one yep. loss. Oh, Oklahoma State would have won it with one loss. They would have been in there before, you know. But here again, is why we need that sixteen-team playoff. But that's a whole nother discussion. Yes, sir. And I'm just going to talk about another undefeated team out here in the state of Texas, University of Texas, San Antonio. Frank Harris, dope quarterback. They was even campaigning. They need to be in the top. 10. No. no. From my sources in San Antonio. So I want That's, to get your thoughts. Basically, no. I'm sure you probably will say the same thing with Cincinnati, right? Yeah. I mean, Western Kentucky, North Texas, UAB, Southern Miss, UTEP, La Tech. That's their schedule. Yeah. And that it just doesn't bowl that. I mean, they will get, they will get steamrolled if they replace, if they flip flop with Cincinnati. Great season, right? Great season, and you you know, shout out to 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 Frank Wilson over at Monique State who actually architected to, to to get that program couldn't get it over the hump, but the current coach was able to get it over the hump and get it consistently winning like he like it's going now. So you. Yeah, they deserve a cup of coffee. They deserve, like, we giving them acknowledgement of their yeah. great season. You know what I'm saying? That one loss caused them 
to plummet for them to be in ranked in the top 25 that's a great accomplishment don't get it don't get me twisted that's a great accomplishment and it but their their program has is has doesn't have the cachet yet because they are ut san antonio and they're not yeah. university of texas in austin at right. austin <laughs> you know what I get it. so it, it they're cut they, you know with their success they're getting um talked about of, of they're got a 70 million dollar plan on board right now to upgrade their facilities to to flirt with getting into the big 12 so there's good things on the horizon for utsa but uh my san antonio folks we're not there yet we're not there yet you know it's and, and i root for you man yeah how you for you because i yeah. want to see you take out texas i want to see you take out AM. i can't stand them both huh so, I can rock with y'all. I can rock with y'all if y'all get to that point. And and a lot of those fans obviously are Spurs fans, and you know as well as I know, it's a history, a prestige, and they want that to trickle down to, in this case, UTSA. Which, like you said, it's still it's gonna have, it's going to have to be more than one season yeah. to to be able to live to that to that hype. Yeah. You, you but know as a as well student as body know. right now, like we you know we we walk. The campuses of college campuses and we know how to live that life and you know once you have that success you know the, the after party is just that much better going to class walking through the quad is just that much better you when tell you're it winning. on me yeah you know and they're gonna tell all the stories but you know <laughs> it's just you know you have hooper going into basketball season that momentum propels you into to basketball season you know it's 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 a good feeling i know the campus is rocking right now you know yeah. with that one loss but it's 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 a great season. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shots who they, who they end up losing to? I want to say they lost to. Uh, it was North Texas. North Texas, okay. forty-five to twenty-three. Okay. North I don't know Texas. Why I had and them was down like, as uh, almost like undefeated. Yeah, no, it was undefeated season to that point. Gotcha, gotcha. Undefeated gotcha. season to that point. Okay. Forty-five to twenty-three, and and but that's and and if you're gonna be elite of the elite. If you want to get there, you can't lose the North Texas 45 to 23. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. There it is. Well, Mr. Brown, mm-hmm. that's all I have, brother. That's it? That's it, man. I mean, I got my 30 oh. plus minutes. Oh, okay. okay. So, I mean, if you want to add to 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 the Rockets, uh, if you want to add to the to the NFL, you want to stick on college sports, you got the floor now. I'm a, I'm going to let this the host a- of Talker Brothers I'm gonna have you this flip is, it here on why not. This sport. is a college football day, so we okay. gonna we, we could stay there. You know, college football. I do got something to say. Go ahead. Speaking of Alabama, I didn't know. I thought this was a fluke when I saw Kool Aid as a as a name for one of their players, Alabama. Um, no, that's that's true. That's true. I don't know, and I can't. Confirm or deny if that's his real name or gotcha. just a nickname. Gotcha. Okay. Because I was sitting there like, wait a minute. But it, that is a nickname. That's a cool nickname, right? Yeah, it, think is. Of the, it is. Think of the sure. NIL campaign that comes out of that. Man. Yeah. Yeah, man. So Kool Aid, Kool Aid, Kool Aid. I just had to double check, make sure I wasn't tripping when I saw uh, the game last week and he had made a play and I had that on my notes. I was like, yeah, this legit, but yeah, it's it's, it's some things coming out to help him empower his career, as we spoke yeah, earlier about player empowerment. I think that's a good 
that's a good marketing campaign or something that he can bounce off of throughout yeah. his career and football in general. But you know, thinking of campaign that happened with that. Hey, Kool Aid, Kool Aid man, jumping out of there with an Alabama T-shirt on. Yeah. Right. And and him, but it, it had to be. He had to endure something uh, yeah. less sugary. Yeah. More healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. He can, True. He can't make it like we used to make it, right? Ooh wee. <laughs> Just pouring that sugar in that Kool Aid. <laughs> we need more. Put some more sugar in Put that. More thing. sugar in there, right? <laughs> oh, let's add some more water. It's too sugary. Come on, y'all. We're telling on us. <laughs> but I, I, I like the idea of it. And, and Kool Aid is. Wow. I hope that's not his real name because I, I can't confirm nor deny. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. Good. I but don't know cool, everything. Cool nickname. Kool Aid. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, but what? But what are your thoughts, man? I didn't get your thoughts on because that was the first thing with me and you playing uh, text tag, try to get us to get on this this pod this morning. Facts, uh, facts. My, my phone was buzzing on. Should does the the top four should the top four be what they are with uh, Alabama being one, Michigan being two, Georgia being three, Cincinnati, and Cincinnati being four, and I. I was more of the thinking of, okay, I can buy it. They argued to the point where, okay, I can see Alabama being one, Michigan being two. But I thought Cincinnati should have been three and, Georgia. and Georgia being four because of the beat down that they took. And yes. I just thought everybody should just move up one. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, wherever you are and have that season, how week 15 played out, everybody should just propelled up one. And that moved Michigan theoretically, Michigan being one and theoretically, uh, Cincinnati being three. Well, just like most sports, typically it's the power teams who get the most love and the mm-hmm. most leeway or flexibility. Mm-hmm. College football is no different. Like you said, like if you ask me next season, Murph, who's going to be in the top four? Alabama. Ohio State is like Michigan. Like it's gonna be. I'm gonna be right between four other ten schools, right? Right. <laughs> no doubt. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, oh, if Alabama lose one, Alabama can maybe lose two, but they still gonna find a way to be in that top four. It's just, it's yeah. just between, like I said, media, just the prestige of the school. It, it, it's kind of one of those things, man. I am happy for Cincinnati. To your point, on the flip side, yeah, when you used to. Playing with a certain level of talent Now you're going against the big dogs And that's not to take anything away from them Any given Saturday I get it NCAA tournament for basketball You can lose it's, It can be vital But at the same time I would, I would like To your point earlier in the show Give more teams To play Do like a playoff type of bracket So we can really See if these other teams yeah. can come up. And, I want to see and, somebody like like Baylor that's like streaking right now. Yes. Like I want to see them. Yes, because you know in sports it's it's a it's a maturation process. Yes, sir. Experience, chemistry, you know, all those things start to to bubble up and 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 smooth out as the season goes along, and and they're peaking right now. So I want to see if they can do it, but you know. I don't think 
being an ex-football player, I know how taxing it is on my body. And and Thanks. I know how how playing 12 games and then want to turn around and play another six games, that's more than NFL. So I the the talking heads and the money brokers and the people in power, the presidents and ADs are not going to give back games, which they should. You know, move it down to like maybe like a 10-game season to do this. You know, and, and and let's see this happen. But um, I'm always going to be for, for player empowerment first and foremost. So, as much as I want it as a fan, I know what it does to an athlete's body to be playing gladiator, all, you know, for yeah. for eight nine months, and it, it's their kids, and they're not yeah. getting paid for this. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you definitely want to see. I definitely want to see a 16 team playoff, but I definitely want to see the regular season backed up, games taken away, and. Uh, See how it plays out, but yeah, I'm cool. With, I'm cool with Cincinnati getting in. I'm cool with um, teams like UTSA flirting with success, and and I'm cool with them understanding what that success looks like and yep. formulating. You know, have to get those Taj Mahal like athletic facilities to yes, to compete, and that's just what it's all about. It's it's a it's an arms race. And if you really want to be in that arms race and you get the synergy from the, from your fan base, your alumnus, your AD and your president and the board of trustees and everybody that goes in with the decision-making process and they want to have a great football program, statistics have shown that that boosts enrollment. You know, it, it, it brings uh, better sponsorships, brings more cachet to your university. You know, so uh, those type of things come into play. And I, and I just... I'm all for it, man. You know I'm a bigger college fan. Yes, sir. If you yes, if, sir. if you listeners can't tell, then I am a pro fan. I, yeah. I just I love the pageantry of college football. I like you know I like the the mega stadiums with millions and millions of people piled up in there and uh, COVID and it, pandemic. Yeah. What's that? Post post COVID, you know. Pre-COVID, I should say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Because even still, man, as we watched a lot of these fans when they get together and do, you know, the wave or any type of participation, even now, that's what I'm like. And how many are people are wearing masks? It's just like, I mean, I get it. When you're in the zone, I'm like, hey, that, but you said something. When you love something, you will die or put your or, limbs out to create that atmosphere or just to be involved with your school or your team or that you know unity and i get it I, i've done it i probably will still do it even with the family like if you really love your team that much you'd be like hey man yeah i know nah, you know what i mean so i'm not gonna do it i i as much as i love my college sports i haven't been back to and i'm usually taking in like I'm always coaching, so it's very rarely that I get a chance to, you know, partake into the game. But just yeah. like you and I went, and they had seats, where we went at the height of it. So, but we was just like, you know, brother needs some outdoor activity. We need a oh, absolutely. For a minute. And you know, they had the seat squared off a little bit, but yep, um, yep, yep. it was. So we still rocked the mask. You know, it, it was. Now, had it been like uh, Murph, the stadium will be packed from from elbow to elbow. We, I wouldn't have went. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have went either. Yeah, facts. <laughs> And so, as much as I love them and, and the way technology is now and, and the way teams are being broadcasted, there's really no need to go to the stadium and, and yeah. 
protect yourself, you know. So, yeah. but you still get the. But you're right. There are that faction of people that it, it, you know risks life and limb to support their support their teams, and I get it. Yeah. But I'm just not with it on that level. Yes, not sir. yet. Not yet. It would have yes, to sir. be four or five years. I mean, I won't say that long. But whenever it says it's it's safe to come out and play. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Heisman, who gonna win? Who? What's your projection or your prediction? That's. There is no clear cut favorite. Mm. Who do you think? Because maybe you maybe you enlighten me a little bit of of who. Because I don't really have a clear cut favorite. Maybe you can maybe you can sway me one with other. Man, you know a lot of times on this show called Why Not Sports, the big homie is typically very biased. Mm. So. Uh, <laughs> cracking myself up. Um, man. So let's see. If we, if we look at, you got. Let me throw some names out there for you. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Matt Carroll, Corral. Sorry, Kenny Pickett, Pickett from Pitt, and then you got a defensive end and a running back. Kenneth Walker having a phenomenal season at Michigan yeah. State. Uh, Adrian Hutchinson from Michigan. It's, but if you say that list, think about it. There's, it's really no clear cut favorite. I, I I would think Bryce Young maybe be the clear cut favorite because he's number one in the polls right now. Yes, that's what I was about as, to say. Yeah, the quarterback Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah. If your I, team I, I is number it, one, but I, typically, I don't feel comfortable about that though. Right, 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 right. I agree. I agree. But yeah, if I had to choose, I would say Bryce Young, Alabama. Again, some of it is bias. Like it's Alabama. Like you don't have to have certain statistics to still be amongst the elite or to win the prestige award, like right. award like the Heisman Trophy. But you know, you think about you think about Heisman. You think about when you think about the back people that won the Heisman, and you they reflect on their season. It's the season would, was electrifying. Like there was always that that moment that you can think the back of that old oh man. Do you remember when they played such yeah. and such? Do you remember yeah. when they did this Herculean effort to to win the game? And and I don't get that from these group this group of people. Yeah, this group of young men. And so, so the next somebody question has is- to get it. Yeah, right. True, and that's going to be the next question: Will the Texans get one of these guys to help change the trajectory of their organization? None of none of those guys on that list. Maybe Hutchison, because you always got to start from from the ground, from the inside out. Yeah, from the, from the line. Maybe he would be one of those. I don't think he's transcending of a player. Maybe he'll have a great career, but I don't think he's. You know that player that's going to be like, okay, he's the next JJ Watt. I don't right, see that. Right. Um, you got Hutchinson. They definitely need a running back. Um, yeah. Kenny would definitely fit that mold because he's like, if I had to choose, and it was like, who would have it? That kid is having a phenomenal season. Like he deserves all the kudos he's getting. You know, Kenneth Walker. He's he's having a really great season. Um, Bryce Young is just a sophomore. CJ Stroud is just a sophomore. Uh, Matt Corral, I can't even remember. I keep messing his name up. So that tells you how much he's impactful <laughs> he is on the psyche. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you you think are those the only two that you can say who would help the Texans would be would be Kenny and and Hutchinson, and I, I think they both would be have they would go on both have well Hutchinson would have a better career than than Kenny I think because okay. the running back shelf life is short, yeah, you know, and you're not built like Derrick Henry, then I think you don't have much of a but. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, the jury's out on, on Young. The jury's out on uh, yeah. CJ Stroud. But yeah. the trajectory is there. Coming from high school, they're being both elite 11 quarterbacks. They're both one year. You know, they're both starting as sophomores and, and in the thick of it, like really producing. And so um, I don't think they're Heisman candidates. I think next year they'll be a more of a high Heisman candidate. But this year is such a down year where you got Cincinnati in the national championship playing for a national championship. That just tell you how the landscape of college football is right now. That's good. And who's that's good. who's a top player. And so that's a reflection of it. But yeah, I, I, I would we would con- we go we're gonna concede it to Bryce Young. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Last question for you, man. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at the tiny like, all right, Merv, you didn't give us some uh, content, a good hour of content, Merv. We love you, Mr. Brown. Thank you, Go D. Thank you for taking time out your schedule and helping Merv provide this content during this holiday season. It's been a true gift of giving from Coach Deion Sanders with the Talk Jackson about. State Tigers. And what he's been doing and what he's done, not only for college football, HBCUs, that program in Jackson State, to where now, since 2007, wow, it's a long time before you can, you know, win a a SWAC championship or be in or playing in the HBCU quote-unquote title game. Give us your thoughts, man, on on primetime and his impact to HBCUs graciously needed like it's like we owe we from the HBCU community I attended HBCU and from the HBCU community we owe Deion Sanders so much for bringing that spotlight I mean you would have to go back and do the history of how the Alabamas and the Georgias and the deep south teams go back to that game with USC versus Alabama and USC had predominantly black athletes versus uh, Bear Bryant's predominantly white team and that USA, US, USC team pulverized them which changed the, the landscape of, of what college football looks like today and so when they got back to the Deep South and all the great athletes, the Hall of Famers were playing for HBCUs. And so that forever has changed the landscape of what it looks like. And and we have, don't get me wrong, there's still great stars that come out of there. But if they look like us, like you look on the Heisman list right now, there, there are three, four that looks like us, right, out of the five. And so that tells you that these kids should be playing um, for these HBCUs. I'm not saying that they, they it's your choice, but you should. You should empower, yeah. and Dion is bringing that power back. 
And so it, it's it's a power shift that's coming back. Um, he's bringing more um, eyes and ears to the game of, of black college football. It was a great stat that I heard today. Um, the HBCU championship with Prairie View and Jackson State yesterday, the attendance was bigger than the Conference USA championship. Wow. Right? And that says a lot. Because they're a division. They're in a, the mid-major, right? In the FCS. Mm-hmm. F- FBS. FBS, yep, yep. FBS. And they're an FCS program. And so that says a lot that if you build it, they will come. Huh? Kind of corny, right? But it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. And it, and he what he's doing for it's not it's gonna like he's gonna reap more benefits than anybody because he's at Jackson State and he's the catalyst for the momentum that's going through. But what it's doing is energizing the Southerns, it's energizing the ground, it's energizing the fam users, energizing the Alabama states, it's energizing the valleys, it's energizing the Bethune Cookmans, it's energizing all these Alcon State. It's giving these programs the uh, ability to want to be successful. You got you got Southern right now who's committed eight hundred million to bolstering their athletic facilities to attract and compete with Jackson State building. Jackson State has the biggest stadium in in, in HBCU, and so strategically he knew what he he knew what he was doing when he picked Jackson State. He didn't just pick Jackson State because that's the first person he ordered, you know, offered mm-hmm. him because he could have went anywhere in the HBCU anywhere. landscape. But that particular program, it's significance to that program. And so for the listeners, if you under, want to understand the significance of it, go, you know, go do some research because we don't have the time to do it. But yeah, 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 facts, um, facts. He, he is definitely a, a shot in the arm that's needed in the black. We're going to go. We're going through a renaissance right now. We're going to see a renaissance of um, these great players that are traditionally going to power five universities um, that they're going to start. Really giving a hard look at these HBCUs. Now, you think of a $800 million for Southern for Louisiana being per capita the the, the richest state in, in athletic, you know, in recruits per capita. And then you you put there right next door. That's the thing I understand something. They're right next door to LSU. Right. And so if that shiny penny is shining, this shiny penny is shiny, and LSU doesn't have the room for you. And I get the same shiny penny and I don't have to leave the state. It just makes sense. Absolutely. Facts. You know, and so there's a great gratitude that needs to be given to Dion. And I'm 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 excited for him. Man. I'm, I'm glad to see that he, his plan because he could have egg in his face. Like, you know, Dion is a talker. He can talk. He can talk. He can talk, you know. And so for him to have the plan where people just like the black quarterback, they're not competent enough to play this position. And that's the same stigma on the black coach that he can't have an arc. He can't architect a plan Come on. to go in and in two years win the swag, you know, and, and, and there's greater things to come. And I'm glad to see the synergy of it all is being permeated throughout all of uh, black college football. And my, my, my last thought, because I know we're getting, we're getting long in this thing, but my thing is the same thing that they took took away from us 
that we as a collective need to go and take back. And when I say that, take that back, I say that because instead of us letting them poach our teams, like you see the NC, you see North Carolina NT um, dipping their, their foot in the FCS and and they're going to play with with the, the PWIs. I think if they should come back, the Howard should come back and, and all of the HBCUs to band together and we all walk that path to the FCS as one so that way we can now play as you know an FCS conference not participants in Conference USA Sunbelt and these smaller universities mm-hmm. you know, I think if they all were to band together and walk that path and, and create that conference and have our own blueprint our own footprint across the south then We'll have a chance to play in those those major bowls, and and you know they'll have the chance to get the the revenues and resources that 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 are afforded to the conference, like US UTSA is dumping all this money into their program, and yeah, and uh, I think that would be a better route. A lot of people say not, nah, it doesn't need it, but that's just my two cents. I just think that synergy and that energy of it all would be would be awesome, and I, and actually, and to be honest with you, I don't even think. We should even do it, but if you had to do it, that would be the route that I would do yeah. it. But you know, but it makes sense though. When do yeah. you, as of history, when has a HBCU play for a national title or national championship? No, none, because we weren't. They they picked they picked our they picked the talent. Come on, but didn't pick the university. That's that's it. And that, and that, when that momentum, momentous game happened against USC in Alabama, and they turned to taking the Southern black athlete, they, the powers that be, just like everything else, man, in society, right? We just wanted to be included, but we didn't really see the bigger picture of that inclusion, what that inclusion yeah. looked like. Yes, sir. You know, and so now Deion Sanders has. You know, just like on school days when he ran into the quad, wake up, yeah, wake yeah. up. That's what Dion's doing right now. He's telling everybody to wake up and understand that we know if this school is willing to put up eight hundred million to bolster their facilities to make it look like what you're running to. So why where you where you running at now? Where you gonna run to now? Why you running into them? And I'm giving you the same look. Ding, 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 ding. World, this is Mr. Brown, a.k.a. Go D, host of Talker Brothers Podcast, CEO, founder of Talker Brothers Network, someone that rocks with yours truly. Now you see why I had to have him on. He's a double feature. Also, brother, happy holidays to you and your family. Excited for what's to come for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, before the year ends, on the more face-to-face in person salute We definitely got to do that Got some more things uh, That I would like to uh, Include you with And a few other people Especially living in Houston To uh, just kind of Connect and, and, and celebrate for, for the 2021 That we've That we've had I've been fortunate To have some dope Successful people Especially in 2021 So yeah. like you said We're going to make it happen For sure 22 going to be good 2020 Oh man good. Oh man and, and, and like you said I can definitely be long winded For some of the things That have uh, Came across My desk Emails Texts Or word of mouth <laughs> Huh 
that uh, we will share. If you can let the world know, man, how to find you, how to check out that dope episode or dope episodes that uh, you deliver consistently, you have the floor. Yeah, you can find Talk About Us on the Talk About Us, T L K A B R O T H A S dot com. Um, that's where you can find us, Talk About Us podcast. You can find shots out to uh, Talks with talks with tatiana which is more for the gen z community uh so we try to get those those young lady and men to be able to walk through their journey as young adults into into young at being into that young adulthood into uh you got ballers union with my boy geo that's all Gio. about sports you know and you got uh talks with Cathay. You know, let's you know. So Kathay Kathay is, is she's it's it's coming. The heat is coming and everybody's barking for it and, and it, her heat is coming and it, it's it's gonna drop here soon. But uh Kathay has something to say. She always has something to say. It's never verbally uh, or even non verbally. Huh. <laughs> get it. You know, she's been a, a guest of yours on the show. Appreciate the love and, oh, and no help. Doubt, no doubt. You know, putting her in, in the in the lane where she needs to be, and um, all all that can be found from talkabrothers.com. You know, all that content, and it, it's always something we're trying to build something to where we can touch everybody from uh, health, political, you know, uh, culturally, sports wise, you know, stuff that we all as as black folk care to tune in about, and so we're trying to build something that that looks like that, and. Uh, I thank you and I appreciate the love from you, bro. You you know how that how we rock. That you know, whenever you call, I'm there. Whenever I call, you there. And, that, and that's that's huge, man. We always love lifting, and that's the that's part of the community that we want to shine light on. You know, that's 100. That's 100. Instead of player empowerment, is podcaster yes, fatherhood, <laughs> black men <laughs> empowerment. Okay, world, you you heard you heard my brother, Mr. Brown, aka Goldie. But no, no problem, man. And, and like I told you, just to show my gratitude and years, but in this particular, you know, moment to where when I took that break, that nine months, had to clear my thoughts <clears throat> and put myself in the brand, in the position to where now more opportunities has opened up. The road to 500 is getting closer now. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm part of that, man. Man. Listen, man, all the awards that you won, you know, for me, this is a great award for me, man. To be Appreciate a part that. of when that, when you hit that, you put that flag on top of five hundred. I'm like, you know what? I was yes, part sir. of that stepping stone Absolutely. to get that, man. So I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. I'm proud yeah, of that. I'm proud of your success. And uh, and when I grow up, I'll be just like Murph, man. I always say that. <laughs> and he does, y'all. And, and guess what? And I, and 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 one thing, Go D did say earlier in the show about uh, one of the former coaches of LSU. Your true colors will show with money and success. That's right. I've kept the same drive, even though my money has gotten better since I first started. That's another story. But I've kept the same drive. I've kept the same humility because I know what's given can easily be taken. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. What easily is given can be taken. And I played basketball at the very 
highest of levels my ego got in my way to where i felt like i didn't need certain people or people to help me become a quote-unquote professional athlete because i'm i'm murph i'm d murph one of my prayers to to god salam yahweh was you put me in a position to where i can have similar success or beyond I guarantee you I will bring people along the way and establish a rapport to where I don't put myself in a position to where it's like, man, what happened to Murph? Where has he been? You know what I mean? So that's why now with my opportunity with the with the brand and with the Goldies and, and Big Roy's and Baylor's and the list goes on and on and on. It's so many other people to thank and to consider. I have to. Because I really thought once I was done playing college basketball, I thought I was going to be in a position to where, ah, man, I'm Murph. Everything I touch is damn near platinum. So me going (laughs) to play professional and me getting this type of contract, dog, I've been hot since high school. That's 96 to 2000, 2000 2004, eight years. Damn near whatever I touch is hot. This is all I know. Uh... From 2005 to 2016, damn the crickets. I didn't have the limelight. I didn't have the success. I didn't have that. I didn't have the opportunities that I once had years ago. So now from 2016 to 2021, about to go into 2022, I'm like, all right, God, I'm back into that, that momentum now to where I'm bringing people along now. I'm staying connected with people now because ain't no telling if I would have kept in contact with the board of trustees, certain people in the uh, you know university and high school. Like, I, but it all worked out to where I promised myself it won't happen again, and here we are. Me sticking to um, my beliefs and, and 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 praying that God provided a. Opportunity such as this to where now I'm good now because now it's not about me. We got kids, Mr. Brown. Now it's for my kids, so I can go call and um University Corpus Christi or I can call whoever. Hey, Mr. Brown, hey, so like I have so many more people to call other than for myself that my family and those around me are gonna be straight if they really you know need some support or assistance along the way and that's not to say don't just call me just to say Murph I need something when it's not worthy or deserving because I will cut you off so fast <laughs> I earn all this uh-huh. now don't get it twisted don't get it twisted you heard me say earlier in the show during the pandemic doing still working a full time job being a family man still you know following up with guests promoting the brand like that takes a lot of work if you deserve it, I got you. If you don't, you just wasting your time and your breath. But that's another story. That's more of a flagrant too. I got that one list of like Murphy Love hearing the transparency. This is what we do. But like Mr. Brown said, it's football time. I'm hungry. Um, it's just what we do. We got things to do. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Isd Murph. You can find uh, Why Not Sports Instagram at Why Not Sports underscore. You can also find the Find more information about me, whereabouts, and guests, whatever, on www.dmurfspeaks.com. I told y'all, it's wrote to 500. 
getting closer, y'all. Getting closer, getting closer, getting closer. So right now, it's looking like first quarter 2022. It'll be official, and we'll go from there. But until then, all right, y'all. We love y'all. Until next time. Until next week. Oh, whatever you listen to Talker Brothers, you can find Why Not Sports, by the way. For those first-time listeners, thank you for tuning in. The avid listeners, what up? Now I'm going to promise. Until next time, until next week, keep grinding. Keep the faith. Keep on going.